Welcome to Psychs in the City, the modern day mental health podcast brought to you by Dr. Ditzel Psychiatry. Each week, New York's top psychiatrist, Dr. Jeff Ditzel, is going to bring you an interesting mental health topic to continue the conversation and help end the stigma surrounding mental health. No topic is off limits when it comes to Dr. D Psychiatry. And with that, here's your host, Dr. Jeff Ditzel. Welcome to another episode of Psychs in the City. Dr. Jeff, it's a pleasure as always. <laughs> we should start by saying Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Here we are Day. with a Valentine's special. <laughs> this is literally all I have planned for Valentine's Day. So thank you for being here. <laughs> We watch Outlook. That's always a good call. Nicholas <laughs> Sparks. Is that who it is? Nicholas Sparks. Do you know what? I'm got. I, I expect some of these kind of sarcastic remarks all the way through this. So I'm gonna. I'm not gonna bite. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna let it run. <laughs> um. You know the yeah. movie The Notebook. You don't. I've never <laughs> seen it. You're all like. Yeah, I know. You've never I seen know- it. I've I know of it, but I've never seen it. Watch it. I know. Anything, any uh I think it's Nicholas Sparks is the, the fella who wrote these things and like all his things, man, would get you. <laughs> I just feel like you get all you know, when someone constantly tells sad stories, I feel like they need well, they need you. They need some kind of therapy. <laughs> just to go oh, man, I'll tell on, you, let's talk the about it. The worst thing to do is watch. Anything with Amelia Clark, like she just is in these movies, you know, like <laughs> Me Before You or um, even the Christmas movie that she just did. Um, is that the was, um, Last Christmas? Last, I was about to say Last Christmas with the music oh of God. George I'm Michael and Wham. First so- of all, the whole soundtrack is George Michael. So for that alone, it's worth doing. Yeah. But that movie, like, Crush your soul. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's what you want from a Christmas film, isn't it? Oh, it's you, you're so sold bad because you feel it coming on. You know, you're getting all emotional. You do the whole, you're trying to swallow. You start doing the cough. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to go build a carburetor. <laughs> and before I you know it, you're just like, I can't handle it. You're just crying like yeah, a baby. It's gone. Let it out. Yeah. Let it out. We are very... We are promoters of showing your emotions on this show. So I'm all here for it. Never watch The Lion King without crying. And also, what's the other one? Up. The beginning of Up. Uh, those first 10 minutes, Disney owns my soul. Oh. They just... <laughs> it's like I thought and this I know was it's a nice, like, kids I've film. I've hundred times. It's horrible. It's horrible. Every goddamn time. <laughs> Every <Yeah>. time. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a wreck. Ten minutes in the movie. Oh, a cartoon. I'm just inconsolable. <laughs> well, like, speaking of. Get... No, no. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> you are not. It's my hate fever. Thinking about next season. <laughs> <laughs> 
So speaking of crying and, you know, being emotional, um, I thought as it's Valentine's Day, we would open up and have a bit of a conversation around relationships. Obviously, it's a bit of an awkward time at the moment to be to be dating, obviously in a pandemic, but it's also with a lot of the lockdowns and people's pressures and mental health, I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about how it can affect relationships and to get your professional advice on why I keep being ghosted. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm we'll we'll push my horrendous dating life to one side for the sake of the listeners. <laughs> but yeah, relationships in a, in a pandemic. How how have you found it with the whole lockdown situation? Well, you've been quite lucky to still be going like to work and like to the office and stuff, haven't you? Yeah, so it, you know it, it's it's a pretty funny thing. Most of the time that the conversation I have regarding the pandemic is people, clients, sheepishly telling me um, the reaction to the pandemic, right? Yeah. Our quarantining, our being um, socially isolated. For for a lot of people, they're like, "This is great," you know. I mean, the not not. A pandemic happening of course but the response to it has freed them up from a lot of social obligations or work obligations that were really uncomfortable for them so if you were a little yeah. bit introverted um there, there's a, a few clients i have that are like doc i'm i'm doing great this is the <laughs> best you know situation yeah you know outside of of course you know not being insensitive to you know, the, the toll this has had on people, the, the situation of freeing them from social uh, interactions yeah. or, or interactions um, and the responsibilities has really been helpful. It's let people, you know, kind of concentrate and do what they got to do. Now, for other people, and, and sometimes those same people, you know, it's not all roses. Um, for a lot of people, it's been horribly isolating and... yeah you know, by way of relationships, um, you know, I think it's been extremely difficult as, as you know, I mean, it's just practically, it's hard to meet people when you're quarantining and yeah. in a pandemic. And also it's easy to uh, experience what you experience, like people just being lazy and thoughtless. Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to you, Ellie. I'm talking to you. I'm calling you out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah, just, <laughs> you're being an underachiever. Like, just because it's easy to hide doesn't mean you should do it. You should have basic respect for human beings. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Like, I, I know this was, ghosting was a thing before the pandemic, but, you know, yeah. it just being lazy and not you know it's just rude and i think as well not to get all you know kind of like mental health about it but you know like when f for me personally i struggle to open up and kind of allow someone in so when you kind yeah. of and in those early stages when you know you're just like do you know what i'm gonna give it a go i'm gonna put myself out there a little bit and then something like that happens it's like oh okay 
back in your box, never doing this again, staying single yeah. for the rest of your life, buy 10 cats. Trudging <laughs> <laughs> along in your house coat. Exactly. Tea, whoa, 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 wait, coats. wait, wait a sec. Did you just say house coat? Do you mean dressing gown? Is that what they call it over there? Dressing gown? <gasps> That's like a... English people get really offended by that. By I don't know. It's one, yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I don't even say you, house coat. You should say I think we're okay with that. But I think <laughs> when people said, like, I was actually, what's really weird is I was actually having a conversation with um, with my cousin. I think it was even last weekend. And they said, like, they saw something on Instagram or Facebook or something. And they used the word, <laughs> oh, in my house coat. And they deleted them or unfollowed them. I think she was like, that's how us Brits take that like... seriously. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's where I went wrong. <laughs> Maybe I said something like house coat. <laughs> the words that I use when we're talking, like they're not words that like alas or forbearance or I don't really use those words. So over, well, over here. I'm quite glad because I wouldn't have a clue what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Random, unrelated terms. Yeah, I think, you know, getting back to how you treat people, um, I think just because it's easy to do and people don't want to yeah. buy the discount, you have to realize, uh, it. you know, people are stressed and they're isolated and they're alone and they're, yeah. they're having a tough time going on and on, just the sheer monotony of things and these unintended um actions can really have impact i guess you know yeah. there was this i don't know if you are aware of this video uh this viral video it was over in the states of um the couple and they were shoveling snow and their neighbor and they were getting into oh, it and the neighbor yeah i did yeah, i did see that graphic and, yeah. yeah and so i had a client i mean i've heard about this and um someone around me showed it to my girl and I was like, what, what? why, why? Yeah. So my girl's like, have you heard of this? Or did you know this very disturbing video? Right. And by that time, thank God they deleted it off of YouTube and all that stuff. But basically it was this couple and the neighbor and they got into it and the neighbor went back and got a weapon, yeah. shot them, went back, got another weapon, continued. And um, really disturbing. And, you know, uh, I had another client a couple of days later who had a trauma history and was telling me like, yeah, my family member, you know, thought it was funny. They were showing me this provocative video and, you know, made some offhand, you know, like personal joke or something like that. Yeah. And it really destabilized him. It really hurt him, you know, um, and it really impacted his life over the next few days and yeah. you know what his family again this was his family member didn't realize is you know he was brittle was true, and yeah. to put something toxic like that in front of him that triggered you know his traumas it's a horrible thing and you know we we have to be thoughtful of what we're doing you know and yeah. you see it more and more not that it's a new thing in the states by the way i mean people yeah. like i'm not just the states too. I mean, they're just self-absorbed, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll just park in the middle of you know 
the street, like Broadway, they'll just stop, put on their brakes <laughs> and get out and do whatever they're doing, just completely unaware or unconcerned how it affects anybody else. Yeah. Um, someone was telling me that they were talking behind somebody and they just stopped, got out, you know, whatever they were doing and little, no concern about every other what? human being that they were just stopping in traffic. Um, another, another case of just about traffic related things, a cement truck just stops, doesn't care. Everybody's yeah. piling up. Now they don't, just because they're working, they don't have the right to stop all lanes of traffic. You know, when people are trying to get somewhere. We had it happen too, coming in the office, an 18 wheeler came through, there's construction um, always going on, you know, despite all this <laughs> in New York City. In uh, the financial district, there's a lot of construction going on where we're located right now. And um, this 18 wheeler came and couldn't make the turn without the tail end of the vehicle kind of sliding towards you know the, the lane. Yeah. And in that lane, early in the morning, there was a Jeep parked and he was gonna tag it if he kept going. So he just stops the whole thing in the middle of Broadway. It's early morning, gets out, kind of looking over here, looking over there, kind of measuring over here. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Get out of the road, yeah. you know? So, but it's just thoughtless, you know? And I think because it's so easy to hide now, out now, right? Yeah. Because we're all sort of quarantined in a pandemic and all that it's easy to be lazy too, or at least thoughtless of other human beings, which is really what this all comes back to is, you know, having an awareness that you, our actions have impact, that yeah. people are suffering, you know, they're, they're really suffering there, mm -hmm. even if it's the slow suffering of going through the monotony of endless similar days in a pandemic or having financial um, stressors yeah. because, you know, work is sliding um, people are unemployed and, and it's really rough. And then if you add something like, you know, beginning a relationship with someone, even if it's the beginning of dating and all that, yeah. and then you show them complete indifference, like you don't, you don't matter enough for me to even tell you that I'm just not feeling it or whatever. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, I, I think, I think especially with saying, yeah. this whole kind of generation that we're in, it's like, everything is really fast paced at the minute, even though it, literally the world is like at a sort of standstill when it comes to stuff like that, it, everything is very fast paced. It's quite a disposable generation that we're kind of in. So when stuff like this happens, like I really struggle with it because it's like, I don't, I don't open up very often, you know, with various kind of mental challenges. And I know I'm not speaking just from personal experience here. Like I know with the people that I connect with and that who I'm open with, even some of my friends have this same issue. And like, you know, we're like 30 year old, like males. And, you know, by that time, there is just that element of pressure where, oh, you know, you should be married by that age. You should have children by that age. So when like you kind of opening, this all sounds like as if I'm being really bitter and sad like it was but no, it it, it's I mean, tough can, it's really tough if we can't have a conversation about how's anybody else like this is Very the thing true. that people are facing you know they can't go out you can't you know congregate you can't you know bump into people at the usual places like yeah you know bars or parties or whatever 
so what are you, how are you to date in a you know pandemic or post-pandemic world it's yeah. difficult it's very difficult um people come up with various like strategies on how to do it but mostly people are isolated and lonely that's you know if you want yeah one commonality one golden thread through all this it's loneliness you know just yeah it is loneliness and you know what i'm quite glad you said that word because i was actually having this conversation with like a friend the other day like we were on facetime and i love my own company i love you know, being by myself, but I also, I'm, I'm a very sociable person. I like to be around people. I like to be, you know, like doing things at the weekend. I like going to like gigs and festivals, but at the moment, like I feel so lonely because it's like, not even just from like an isolation point of view, because it's like, well, yes, you know, we're, we're under strict guidelines here in the UK, but all the social aspects, like everything that used to give me that little bit of release that, you know, those two hours of going to like a concert where I'd literally just forget about mm -hmm. absolutely everything because I'm enjoying myself, you know, I'm with my friends, you know, I'm listening to some incredible music. There hasn't been anything like yeah. that now for like, well, for nearly yeah. a year. The last time I went to a, a gig was, I think it was the end of February last year. And I normally have like four or five, like each year planned. Some that I don't actually oh, wow. remember buying the tickets for and they just <laughs> randomly turn up in the post. But yeah, yeah it's, it's quite too fair. It's actually quite freeing. Uh, like, yeah, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not scared to say, like I'm actually really quite lonely at the minute. Yeah, I, and you're in the vast majority of people. I mean, there's things we can do about it, you know, but... Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, that's what it's like in New York City, right? I, I think people are weary, you know, that would be the, the, the best way I could capture it. It's not yeah. panic, it's not um, as it was in the beginning of all this, which was, you know, just outright fear, like we didn't know what was going on. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was really dark times. It was literally dark in the city and uh, truly dark um, as far as what people were seeing. Um, now I think it's just this general sense of uh, weariness and, you know, the realization that this is the new norm. You know, it, yeah. it, up until now, I think maybe up until even towards the holidays, like Thanksgiving, there was still maybe a sense, you know, a very uh, small percentage in people's minds that it's going to get better and return to what we knew as our yeah. reality, you know, going to concerts and this and that. And I think with the turn of the the year and all the, you know, the, the disruption and the mayhem and the chaos, I think it just, it hit a tipping point where people yeah. now realize how oh, this is our new reality and it might get better from here, but the old reality doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You know, it's just a go. And it really is a go. Like I, I get what you're saying with, concerts and you know you see movies that were done prior to this and yeah people are in the, in the bustle of new york city and no masks and all that you're like yeah i vaguely remember that i remember that existed yeah. but it's not reality anymore do you ever watch like um, tv shows like now like i especially like i'm quite there's a soap in the uk called eastenders which it's I, I love it like i'm i'm not afraid to say like i absolutely love it but even now like 
when they're like standing next to each other or they haven't got a mask on. And it's really weird because I'm looking at like, oh God, they're a bit close. Even in like old films, like that have been out for like a few years, you're like, oh God, Captain America's not wearing his mask. He hasn't washed his hands. And <laughs> your left. Well, so they're all there trying to pull that glove off like Thanos. None of them have washed their hands. Thanos would have been, excuse, excuse me. Excuse, exactly. Excuse me. <laughs> Happy you were going to die anyways. Two meters. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's how he judged it. <laughs> I wonder how he judged it. Or was it, was it just, no, it was random, wasn't it? Thanos when he clicked his fingers. This could have been him too, right? That was the... Oh, you don't know. He could have been one of the... Yeah. Don't, because if this conversation goes into aliens, like, well, we will be here all day. Everything goes into a, the Marvel Universe at some point. Oh, well, I literally, I, th- I feel like I live in it sometimes. <laughs> like, I'm starting to now, like, quote things in, like, my day-to-day, like, conversations and stuff. Like, well, you just did it like, on your left. Oh. <laughs> on your left. Like what? Literally, oh, yeah. I'm not even thinking about it anymore. Every time I hear the word like hammer, I'm not thinking of a normal hammer. Like when I was trying to put these photo frames up, which is now slowly becoming the bane of my life. Like, oh, where's, where's the <laughs> hammer? Automatically, I'm thinking of this big thundery thing that's going to probably ruin my house. Join it. <laughs> with those who are worthy <laughs> I feel like I would be able to lift that up me too you got my yeah. boat thank you thank you see I'm missing out <laughs> Ellie missing out I'm joking I'm, hey. I'm stop, stop, stop bringing her up now <laughs> well the relationships I, I think I mean, we talk about it in a broader sense or, you know, what to do practically in a pandemic. It probably sounds like I've just come on this, sh- like this, this bit to just like rant about my own relationship, but let, let's, doing- yeah, let, let's, let's, let's rewind a little bit. What tips or advice <laughs> would you give people who are in a relationship in a pandemic and, you know, might be struggling whether it themselves whether their partner might be struggling whether they're struggling kind of together like what advice would you would you give yeah so I mean, where, where some couples are having problems is that they're together all the time they're together too much because work is home home is work um at some point they were like okay well we're in a pandemic so let's let's live together if they weren't living together and yeah. maybe they weren't, maybe the relationship wasn't, hadn't really blossomed to the point where it could support uh, that much contact. Um, I think one of the things is realizing that it's okay to spend some time apart. It actually strengthens the relationship for you to be apart from the other human being, yeah. right? Allows you to long for them. They long for you to see them in the world and interacting with other human beings and, you know, see some of the qualities that um, you love in that person that attract you to the person yeah. in the first place. I'm not saying, you know, go out for six months or something, but I'm saying to be a little bit removed and be able to come, come back, even if it's in the course of a day, right? Yeah. Which is one of the values of having somewhere to go, <laughs> right? Like 
I, I think it's important to get out of the house and go to wherever you go to, yeah. to you know, your work or whatever you do during the day. Hopefully it's working and hopefully it's purpose-driven and, and meaningful. Um, but aside from, you know, without getting into that conversation, just the very act of going somewhere else and then coming yeah. back to person, um, I think is a big deal because it creates distance that you can then, you know, miss the person and, and think of them and, and um, think about the relationship and want to be with them. And then when you see yeah. them again, you can put that into action. Um, I think being aware that that's what creates passion. That's not a bad thing. It's actually a necessary ingredient to have some form of distance so that you can mm. create that longing so that you can continue in a passionate relationship that continues to be passionate and even more and more passionate as you go. Beautiful. I would take that advice, well, but I've got no one to do that with. <laughs> 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 I'm fine. I feel I feel like the more I'm fine, doing, I'm, I'm fine, starting to right. feel like lost from friends. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> and um, if you set it up correctly, a, a relationship doesn't have to be this thing that you initially get into, and then about three months in, you know, the bing is off the cherry, and you're just okay, we're around each other and just slowly it bleeds out until you're companions. That's what a lot of people experience. Yeah. If you have tension in the relationship and you manage it like, or tend it like you would a garden and you both tend it and realize, you know, it's a joyful effort. You both show up and you can create something that is continually passionate, you know, that it, it gets more and more passionate as you go um if you want to or you can just be around each other but what happens is you know in those cases people often become complacent they take the other person for granted they assume they're going to be around because they're always around to some extent yeah. and you st you stop showing up and making effort you know for uh fellas you know i think the natural state is pursuit um of your partner yeah. Uh, and it should be, and it should be that you're, you're always wooing, you're always wooing the person. It doesn't just, you woo them until you get them and then that's it. Yeah. It's an, an, any process. And if you adopt that as sort of how you approach it, then you're always, you know, putting in not work, but joyful effort. And if the other person understands that they also need to show up in that way, you continue to create this passion experience and it, you know, I can tell you from experience, it gets more and more passionate as you go. Now, that's a rarity, unfortunately. Um, when you yeah. come across couples like that, you know, you're like, whoa, they're really together and they really like being together. And you realize, wow, how long you've been together? Like eight years, 10 years. That's incredible. And you guys are still madly in love. It's like, yeah. Um, or you can just be together and attend the relationship and the thing goes all to hell. <laughs> <laughs> And that's where most people are at. That's why the divorce rate is so high. Because it's just, like, just like, well, we're together because we're we're together by proximity, not by intention. Yeah. It's tough. It's literally, it, I mean, obviously I'm, I, I live with my uh, younger sister and, you know, even from like a sibling point of view, like, you know, there's not that, some days there's like, there's no space. So obviously 
you know like you've got kids if you put two kids together and they're there to, for too long one is the strong chance is one is going to start winding the other one up until it gets yeah, to a point like, where it, it explodes is that yeah literally that's literally what my house is like <laughs> all the time because he's really boredom <laughs> <laughs> so as it's valentine's day get a little bit <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> how are you spending valentine's day this year oh so first of all i Wait, uh, that, that clients, pause so. that pause was quite <laughs> do you have to like think of something then <laughs> so the i just reminded up, you that these... it is valentine's day <laughs> please it's my it's my calling card valentine's day that's oh, my that's my jam i'm always looking for an opportunity to showcase um my love for my girl I'll always so all these are just excuses for me to get to tell her I love her in some way you know yeah. so if it's her birthday or it's valentine it's all just a excuse for me to you know be there with my girl so we are all about it we're all about it so yeah. um for valentine's day I've got not one but two reservations indoor dining goes into effect and they brought it back oh, wow. so I've got my Valentine's Day reservation on Sunday and Valentine's Day. And then my backup was Friday in case something didn't work out. Uh, okay. I've got a, a reservation at the same restaurant for Friday evening. <laughs> was it, was it going to go twice? Potentially, potentially. It's one of our favorite local restaurants. And yeah. so we're supportive of them, but, um, my de- my the other deal is I absolutely adore um, her mother and father who are just the funniest human beings in the world, and so the other uh, thing I'm always trying to do is come up with an excuse to go do something with them. Yeah. So we're double dating with That's her amazing. mother and father, which is a rip. It's so much fun, and her mom is just oh she's great. She's so funny. Aww. So um, mostly for the fact that she'll tend to, um, the mom will tend to renege on the uh, uh, plans that something will come up. I got like several different <laughs> days that we can do it. So There's no escape. Do it. do it, right? <laughs> so it's, it's going to be fun. So we're taking out my, I'm, so we're going out double dating with my, my girl's uh, parents. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I won't bore you with all the romantic plans that I have because they will just literally completely blow yours out of the water. So it's like engineering something. One of the things that my girl and I do, we love spending time together, but, and we've got all these, not but, we've also got all these kids, right? So the way that we've designed it, um, our structured, our schedule is, and we enjoy our kids. Our, Our kids are, are pretty cool but having said that we also like to export them <laughs> every other weekend so as, as a couple with a lot of kids together they have other parents right so yeah every other week they go to their other parents and we've set it up so that happens like for my kids and for her kids same time 
So as a, a couple who's together and with five kids between us um, and a puppy now, we <laughs> get every other weekend, like every other long weekend together just as a couple. We, yeah. we have more, we're not married, we're together, but we're not married. But we have more time together as a couple than most married couples, like real time together. So back before all this <clears throat> occurred and no one was traveling, on those weekends, we would take long weekends and we would travel and we do this and that. And, you know, we live in still the best city in the world, you know, yeah. so even if um, even if we're staying in New York City, we're like, that's always something to do. And, oh, my God. And my girl is such good company that we just have a blast. And just good time. We meet people and all that stuff. And so, yeah, it, you know, being that the restaurants are opening up, opening up back up. Um, so we can sit inside and not freeze to death. <laughs> It'd be pretty good. Everyone's a winner. <laughs> Do and watch, you know, sappy movies. <laughs> well, we got into I'll a probably, whole Hugh Grant. Yes. Oh, did you? I think I sent you. Uh, well, you know, I did because I sent you a screenshot of Notting Hill. Yeah, but I have an issue with Notting Hill because from someone who has been to Notting Hill, it looks nothing like the film. <laughs> nothing like you the know film. The <laughs> like when they were they were filming Daredevil. They're filming Daredevil around. <laughs> yeah. And so this guy was like in, they were, they spent actually a lot of time on the church. On this, they, there's this very cool uh, Episcopal church, this very cathedrally, super cool, super dark church on Second Avenue. Yeah. And there's a park in front of it. And it's near um, like Gramercy Park. And um, it's also got like basically a traffic pattern where there wouldn't be a lot of vehicles, right? So it's perfect for filming. Especially yeah. something like Daredevil. But, you know, you're watching and if you know the city and you see like what this guy's doing, he comes out of the church and goes running and all of a sudden he's in this alleyway. You're like, there's no alleyway there. That's not like that. <laughs> I know that's, that alleyway and that's, that's nowhere Joe's near that diner. church. He's in Joe's diner right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's a lie. That, that you'll have the, the suspension of belief. Like there's this, you know, blind superhero that can has super radar and all this stuff. You're like, yep. But some guy goes down the a place where it would be the diner and he's in an alley and you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Just jump the shark. I remember I went it. to see, um, I think I went to see, I went to Universal Studios in California yeah. and you go on the little tram ride. And you go around, you see all like the different movie sets and stuff like that. And I remember being, don't get me wrong, it is incredible. But I felt so disappointed because I was like, oh, it's not, it's, it's, it's not real. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's well, like they, the big I, kid in me, but yeah. Because we're like, that's because we pass by all the time. And like, oh, that does look like the inside of that, which was kind of cool. Yeah. We knew Daredevil was filming. I'm a fan of anything Marvel. So I was like, Daredevil was filming. <laughs> and you, you know you go by those those trailers that they they put up and you, you're like wonder if daredevil's gonna come out Maybe he's in there. <laughs> <laughs> or what i'd always be like i wonder if they're gonna see me walking by and go, oh you'd be so good as like <laughs> you know, Joel, the sad thing like, is that i think everyone thinks that don't they 
and like I remember like, being like in London all like like in the summer and just thinking like someone's gonna notice me someone's gonna like yeah. I'm gonna be in the back of it it's like <laughs> it's never gonna happen it's that it's not gonna happen <laughs> you'd be perfect for they yeah. grab you <laughs> take this guy to make him that never happened though <laughs> that's well, we funny went, that every, that, <laughs> we went completely off topic as we always do yeah, right. but i just wanted to to say to anyone who is listening to this on valentine's day if no one's told you this yet happy valentine's day and remember self-love is just as important as being in love so look after yourself love yourself because <laughs> that's what I will be doing because Ellie won't message you back. <laughs> Not bitter at Happy all. That's, that's actually Happy Valentine's message. Day. <laughs> Take care. Happy Valentine's Day. Take care. Take care. I'll be checking in on you anyway with whatever yeah. we're doing. You know, I send you a zillion. You just FaceTime me. And... Just FaceTime me. I'll, I'll have dinner with you. I'll just... I can I can knock up a bruschetta or something. I started doing that. My sister came into my life after we hadn't been in contact um, for various reasons, and came into my life within the last couple of years. And she's a rip. She is really funny, yeah. human being, and so she's an upstate. Um, so what we do is we'll do um, you know like a virtual dinner or margaritas or something like that. Yeah, it's fun. Good. Oh. Yeah, it's really nice. Matter of fact, I gotta make sure that I contact her for this. See, uh, there you go. And to be fair, I think it's a perfect yeah. way to wrap it up as well. Because you know, if that is your usual plans and you haven't checked in on someone for a while, you know, doesn't matter if it's Valentine's Day. Reach out, drop them a message, give them a call, see how they are. Because nine times out of ten, you're probably gonna make their day. So. What if, Beautiful. you know, I think this would be a good sentiment for Valentine's Day this year, instead of making it about Valentine's Day, what if it's just loving other human beings that are around you, realizing it's a difficult time, people are isolated and taking the time to reach out to them. It's just an excuse to acknowledge people, you know, these holidays, it's not about the holiday, it's about the people who are in your life. So take the time to reach out, make a few phone calls, right? do a few virtual dinners or something like that. And, you know, I mean, I feel connected to you. You're my brother, you know, over the course of months. Stop it. We've never been within thousands of miles of each other, you know? Very true. So it's completely doable. And these conversations, I mean, as you know, you have to remind me half the time that we're recording them. I'm just having a conversation with my dear friend. And, oh, yeah, we're, we're also talking about some topics, you know? <laughs> to be fair, I'm glad you said that because I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that the red, the red things flashing in the corner I literally completely forgot thank you for listening to Sykes in the City the podcast is all about ending the stigma surrounding mental health don't forget to hit that subscribe button share with your friends and follow us on social for more exclusive content